Hey, teachers, this is Sierra Harris, again, your host inside the Literacy Lounge. And today, guys, we're tackling a common challenge, helping students who just are not a big fan of reading. No frills, no fuss. Today, I'm going to be sharing practical strategies to motivate and encourage those reluctant readers. So if you're a teacher, maybe even a parent, and you are looking for some strategies like this, then stick around and let's help make this reading journey a little bit smoother. So welcome to the Literacy Lounge. Teaching skills like reading comprehension doesn't have to be overwhelming. With the right tools and strategies in place, you can find success for you and your students. Step into the Literacy Lounge, the podcast that will give you the what, why, and how to elevate your literacy instruction and get the results you've always wanted. Here's your host and veteran elementary school teacher, Sierra Harris. So every year I hear one of the most heartbreaking things from students. Every year when I was in the classroom, I always had students who would say, I don't like to read or I hate books. And I know listeners out there, you have all had kids like this too. And it's so sad to hear. Honestly, it is so unfortunate that some kids do not see and feel the power and the joy of reading. So thankfully, teachers, we are actually in the perfect position to help show our students just how amazing books and reading can be. With the right steps and the right kind of encouragement, students really can transform into lifelong readers. So today we're going to dive into what educators can really do to help students who, well, hate reading. So let's get right into it. And I think this is important to kind of talk about first. So when a student hates to read, it's really important not to force reading down their throats, right? Like if they're really reluctant, if they really don't like it, it's really only going to help make it worse. It's going to make them hate it more and feel like their opinion just does not matter, that they don't have a voice or a choice in it, and it's just going to be more of a chore. So you need to be careful and really cautious when it comes to bringing this love of reading to life. You need to really validate their reading journey and meet the students where they are. Essentially, really, you need to respect their opinions and their beliefs around reading Because this connection is essential to helping students open their minds to a great book. And so once these things are done first, then reading can really come in second. So making sure that you're validating, you see where they are, and that you understand that everyone's journey is different and it is perfectly okay where they're at and knowing that you're going to help get them maybe just a little bit further into their love of reading. So the first thing that I want to talk about when it comes to really helping students who hate reading turn into book lovers is to build connections. So reading is all about experiences. It's all about, you know, the relationships between these characters and us as readers or the authors and us as readers and almost like your student's mentor when it comes to their reading journey, you need to build a connection with the student. So when helping students who hate to read, you need to 
build connections based on these negative thoughts that they have. Maybe what this looks like is you share some of the ups and downs of your own reading journey. Or maybe it is explaining that everyone goes through a time when they just cannot find the right book. We all have lulls in our reading journey. So either way, showing your students that you're there for them, no matter what their feelings are about reading, is essential. They need to know that you are starting where they are in their reading journey and you're not forcing that love of reading on them. I always like to tell my students about the fact that I'll go months and months without reading or I'll go months without enjoying a book and I just struggle and it just kind of feels, I don't know, boring and stressful. And it's like, why can't I not find a good book? And then I'll have times where I can't put books down or I'll find an author that, you know, I just have to read every single thing that they've ever put out. And so I think it's really important to kind of look at ourselves as readers, as adults. You know, we may not have 12 perfect months of the joy of reading. We may have our own lulls and ups and downs and and our own experiences. And seeing that in our students is really important when it comes to, you know, identifying where they are and just getting them on the right path in hopes to build them into just this love of reading. The next thing I want to mention is personalization. It is really vital to make it personal when helping your students that hate reading. Often, our students see reading really inside the four walls of their classroom. If our students, and they're not readers inside the four walls of our classroom, then they're probably not readers at home, right? And so they see it as something that teachers make them do. It's a part of school. But we know, because we're adults who are readers, that reading is so much more than that. So students need to find a personal connection to reading. And many times, this really is the missing piece to the puzzle. So you should make it personal by sharing some personal stories and talking about what you read. You can even bring in books that you're reading from from home and talk about like some of the exciting plots and the characters maybe that you're experiencing. Honestly, this provides so much potential to spark interest in your students. And so with your help, they can then find appropriate books at their level. You could also make it personal too by bringing in their perspectives of other students and talk about, you know, like the books that you're reading and how, you know, how they solve this problem instead of how the character that you're reading in the book solve the problem or, you know, what kind of questions would they be asking? So really get into some deep conversations about books that they're not even reading. And it's really going to show them how reading is not just a part of the classroom, but it's really a part of life. So if you can really be the mirror in all of this and show them really what this experience is like and get them into conversations about books and media and things that they're not even a part of, it's really going to show them that really this is exciting and this is more than just you know, reading a passage off of ReadWorks or a scholastic book or a leveled reader in my corner of the classroom with my teacher. Reading is really about, you know, just finding who I am and becoming a 
a functional member of society. It's so much more than what I'm experiencing inside my classroom, and it can be so much more outside of my classroom as well. So one of the things that I always tell teachers that when they are working with a student who just is struggling to become a reader, that it is their job as teachers to book match relentlessly. And I'm going to say that word again, relentlessly. I read a book a few years back. It's called From Striving to Thriving, and it's by Stephanie Harvey and Annie Ward. And it's really a fantastic professional development book that talks about how to bring basically your non-readers to readers. And this was one of the concepts that really hit home with me. And they had a quote inside that book, and it's, change the book, change the reader. And that is so true. If your students are not readers, it's because they have not found the right book to make them a reader. Once they get that one book in their hand, it will be a game changer. So as teachers, as they're reading mentors in their life journey of becoming this lifelong reader, it is our job to book match relentlessly, meaning it is our job to find them the right book. So if teachers are helping students who hate reading, chances are, right, that they haven't found this book. And so it's so crucial to get to know the students, figure out their interests, find out their fears, learn about their family experiences, and to help match the right book to the right student. So they can go from a beginning reader into this thriving reader in no time. But if no one is there helping them on their journey, to put books in front of them and be like, hey, I think you will like this for this specific reason, because I know who you are as a person. Therefore, I know you're going to enjoy this character, or I know you're going to love this setting or this problem because you've experienced this problem. If we're not doing that hard work for them, because they're not a reader yet, they're not going to do that hard work for themselves. So that's why it is our job to book match for them to help make sure the right book gets into the right reader's hands. Another thing that I like to tell teachers is to really focus on genre knowledge. This is something that I always struggle with when it comes to looking at like the reading curriculums and things that teachers have inside schools. A lot of times they do not do justice when it comes to really doing genre exploration early on in the, in the year. So personally, I teach genres at the beginning of the school year. Like that is one of the first things that I teach because I want students to know the different types of books that are out there. They may not know about things like science fiction or historical fiction. Similarly, they may not know like about fairy tales. They may not know about how-to books or you know, like the fun encyclopedias or the, oh, what are those books? The Guinness Book of World Records. My boys were always so obsessed with those, right? There is so much out there, so many different genres, so many subgenres. And if our students don't know this, then they do not know the potential that's out there when it comes to finding a book that they're going to love. So if we teach genres and we teach genres early on in the year, and then we use those genres and getting to know our students to help book match, then these genres and them understanding them can really unlock a lot of potential 
for when they're going to search for books that they love. Another thing that I want to mention is, you know, yes, I've I've already talked a lot in this episode about, you know, it's really important that we get to know our students and build those relationships. But I also think it's important that for those students who really do not like reading, to figure out why. There has to be a reason. There has to be a reason that that student is so reluctant and it is crucial to figure out why. Maybe they think it's boring. Maybe they've had a bad experience. Maybe, unfortunately, their teacher last year just was not a good reading teacher. You know, not all of us can be the the best, most fantastic reading teachers. And that's okay. But they've had a bad experience. Maybe there was a book that was I don't know, traumatizing to them. Maybe, again, they just have thought all books were boring. I don't know. But sit down and have a conversation with them. Figure out and start digging deeper and breaking down the cause of the problem. And honestly, some of the best conversations can come out of these discussions. And I think it's just really important to, again, go back and validate their journey and figure out, you know what? And say, it's okay. You know what? You don't like books yet but I promise you, I'm going to help you along this journey. We're going to get to know each other. I'm going to show you what it's like to be a reader and how awesome it is and really the potential that reading can open up for you. And together, we're going to figure it out. And you know what? It may take all year and that's okay. There may be 50 books that you hate before you find the book that you love. And that is perfectly okay. But having those conversations and figuring out the why behind that reluctancy is really important. Another thing to make sure that we remember, and sometimes this is hard, is that there's a lot of different formats of what is considered reading. If you have students who love listening to audiobooks, they are reading. If they're watching shorts on YouTube, that's okay. That's a type of media. That's reading. If you are reading to your students, or they are reading to you, or they are group reading, whatever it may be. The other thing too is there is no such thing as something that's not a book. If it is a cookbook, if it is a magazine, if it is a comic book or a graphic novel, those are all appropriate texts. Never say no to a student who is engaged with a text. If they are loving what they are reading, let them read it. It is really important that students get to explore different styles of texts and books. So that includes cookbooks and magazines and graphic novels. It literally can be anything that they read. So if they're enjoying it, do not put any type of negativity in their ear that that is not reading. It is reading and they're enjoying it and let them spark that love, which may end up sparking, you know, something later on in a more appropriate novel or something more grade level appropriate, or whatever it may be. But do not put any type of negative thinking in their brains if you do not agree that what they're reading is not true reading. It is reading, I guarantee you. And of course, the last thing I want to mention is just to make things fun. And this could be a whole nother episode later on, but to help overcome those obstacles, just create fun environments. This includes doing things like book clubs or having a cozy environment in your classroom or making going to the library more fun and not a chore. I always had like a reading garden. And so we had tubs of flowers and plants and I had cozy blankets and pillows and things. 
And I know every school district is is different based on what you're allowed to have in your classroom. I get that. But you can go a long way to really make that reading experience and the searching for reading fun. And then also your lessons and your activities. You know, if you're not bringing life into how you teach reading, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, if your lessons aren't fun and you're not up and engaged and, and, you know, having a blast when you are teaching your students about reading, whether it be decoding or phonics or fluency or whatever, if you're not having fun, they're not having fun. And so teaching reading has to be fun is just as much as actually having the experience of reading needs to be fun. So friends, it is really our job as educators out there to be the mentor that our students need. We have students who come to us every year, unfortunately, that just do not love reading. And we can help bring them into the path that is building these lifelong lovers of books, of reading, of this amazing world of literature. It's out there and our students are yearning for it. And if we're not doing our jobs and everything we can to make it happen, then that student is just going to be lost for another year in hopes that maybe the next year that teacher will do something. But if we're not doing what we can now, then God, it's just, it's just heartbreaking. So we can do it, right? We can do it. I hope that some of these tips and things that we talked about today maybe gave you some, some ideas, some encouragement, some things to think about, whether it be, you know, am I book matching? What more can I do to bring my personal experience into the classroom? How am I building those connections? You know, am I talking about genres? What can I do to really make this love of reading come to life for my students? And remember, one book can truly change the experience of a student. One book, that's all it takes. So what are we doing, teachers, to help bring that one book into that one student's hands? And so teachers, that's a wrap for today's episode inside the Literacy Lounge. I hope you found these strategies helpful in turning the reading frown upside down. If you enjoyed the insights and want more literacy goodness in your life, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Your support truly means the world to us. So if you've got a minute, share your thoughts by leaving a rating or a review. It helps to grow and reach even more teachers like yourself. Plus, we love hearing your feedback. So of course, tune in next week for another episode packed with practical tips and discussions on all things literacy. So until then, I will see you next time inside the Literacy Lounge. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Literacy Lounge with Sierra Harris. You can find any of the resources mentioned in the show notes at sierraharristeaching.com slash podcast. If you're looking for more support with close reading, download the free close reading guidebook at www.buildingcomprehension.com slash close dash reading dash guidebook. Until next time, happy reading.